Well, hello there and welcome to episode 5, part B of the Northern Grower podcast. It's good to be here with you today and we are currently experiencing a nice warm Sunday. I'm hoping the balmy weather lasts a little bit at least. It's nice to be able to get outside. But I do hear there's a polar vortex on the way, so we'll see. We'll see how the rest of our winter grows. We were discussing today whether it might be a good opportunity to start some cold frame planting earlier than we normally would with the warm winter we've been having and see how things like komatsuna, kales, and arugula will do in our cold frames. Um, So I'm hoping we're going to see if this polar vortex passes, and then once that passes, we are hoping to get those planted out quite early here. So if we plant them out, we can definitely keep you updated through our various media forms here and let you know how that goes. But for part B, for episode five, we've been talking about um, fruit acquisition and growing fruit here in northern climates. As I mentioned before in the last episode, it is quite uh, fresh fruit in winter is just, or what I feel anyway, it is not... Um, my favorite thing to eat and I find it is expensive and tends to not last very long. So I talked a bit how we get uh, lots of fruit and how we tend to rely on lots of cheaper abundant seasonal fruit in the summer, which we are lucky we have. I want to say that we are lucky and that we are in a position to have access to farmers markets, farm stands, local farmers and neighbors who grow fruit and we have access to those um but we get a lot of and we also have access to areas that we can forage that have fruit but we uh so that was a little bit of a talk about how we acquire fruit and that this the last few years we've been really working hard on preserving lots of it and we are tent we are relying on eating a lot of our preserved fruit over the winter rather than buying imported um and not really seasonal fruit there so But today, I touched at the end of the last episode on some things that we grow ourselves. And today, I want to talk a little bit more about growing fruit here. So, we are Zone 3 Gardeners. And as I talked about in the very first episode uh, here at Greenwich Acres, we have um, just some small acres here. But we grow, we have a northern exposure garden for growing on one side and then we have a southern exposure for growing on one side so we tend to after a few years of experimenting we grow different things in different gardens depending on our successes and failures so you know what I'll talk first about the failures with fruit growing the main thing that has always failed for us is plum trees we have tried from seed We have tried grafted. We have tried buying the little uh, saplings from nurseries. And they're supposed to be varieties of plum too that are hardy. You can get plum that is hardy for zone 3 from lots of really awesome places and local growers here. But for some whatever reason, we cannot get plum trees to stick for us. They just do not grow well for us. They have died and been winter. They've just been winter killed off every year and we've been trying for four years and they do not take and i don't know if it's our soil or but whatever reason it is i'm sure in your gardening journey 
there's probably we always have those one or few things that we just cannot grow and for us this is the plum tree i'm sure you also have some one or two things that are just kind of your growing nemesis and they do not work for you either um we've had rabbits as well and rabbits have gnawed them down um and they always seem to be able to get at them and they just have not taken so yeah that's our failure plum trees so when we want to enjoy plums we just go to the farmers market in the summer and we just buy our lo- um local seasonal plums from there and we just enjoy eating them fresh throughout the summer so that's what we do with our plums um so i'm going to talk about our successes and our successes are well the biggest success we have a few but the biggest success is huckleberry that we grow so we started huckleberry oh gosh three four years ago and it's also called its other name is black nightshade and we planted it in our northern garden and which is very firmly a zone three climate and we planted it in our southern exposure garden and now on the south side of our garden it can get very hot and it um, I've talked before about sometimes you get pockets of little microclimates in your even just in your local garden so it's good to get to know your garden and where we planted the huckleberries that little garden area can get quite warm and um, it can almost get up to like a zone six climate there so we grew huckleberries in both sides of our garden and that thing grew so well like too well I'm gonna say too well that thing we put seeds we just sowed the seeds let that thing do its thing we left it and it grew it was it was easy we just left it and it grew so well for us and it it we got a ton of harvest we got a ton of berries from it we got a real we get really good harvest from it like tons and tons we are talking I'm putting I save all those I'm the person who saves ice cream crates we have tons and tons of ice cream crates every year in our freezer for the from those huckleberries. And in our I'm going to say in our northern garden though, it grew and it produced a ha- harvest, but it did not come back. However, in our southern facing garden, it is now a self-sowing uh annual. So it just it comes back year after year and kind of midsummer we see that thing pop out the ground. It grows very pretty white flowers. And it's a very pretty looking plant and it's a kind of small shrub bush and it grows little white flowers and then the berries look very pretty as they are ripening as well. They kind of turn a very dark, shiny black almost color and purpley black color and it's a very pretty looking plant. Um, And we get, like I said, an abundant harvest from it every year. Um, And I I love it because it was kind of the first, first, first successful, most abundant fruit we've ever grown. Except huckleberry, I'm going to say this, huckleberries aren't the greatest of fruits. They're not my favorite. Um, But like I said, if you want to eat, we were trying to eat more locally and in season. Sometimes that just required trying new things and different fruits that are better suited to our area. And so the huckleberries are very suited here. And so we grow them, we freeze them. And the only thing we really do with them, we have made huckleberry wine which worked out okay. Huckleberry wine works out well. And we can make like a syrup for desserts from it. So we make some huckleberry syrups. And you can put them on pancakes, desserts, that type of thing. Um, 
but we have to add a ton of sugar it's very bitter you do not want to eat a raw huckleberry i'm gonna say that right now but cooked down with a ton of sugar they worked out okay and like i said though it's not my favorite fruit because i when i think of fruit i think of growing it and just being able to walk and pick and eat it and it requires a bit of processing but it very very grows very abundantly and it looks pretty in your yard they do creep too it tends to creep it creeps along the yard like mint so you have to watch that thing um but we are hope oh and we are also in a shop update we are going to be stocking um our huckleberry huckleberry from this spring so we have a ton of uh seeds all ready to go we're going to be stocking it in the spring we've got some new things coming out uh in the spring we've been pre-packing packets and yeah so watch out for those they are ready to go and like i said they grew in abundance for us so could be a nice fruit you get a syrup you get wine don't eat it raw but it's there now our other two successes i'm going to talk about apples and strawberries apples are they grow quite well uh, in lots of prairie climates here um they grow well on the prairie here um in zone three and there are lots and lot there are lots and lots of cold hardy varieties i have even seen some nurseries advertise um like apples that can grow up in even in zone two climates so it's very cool so apples we grow apple trees here and they do take for us and they grow well and we also forage apples as well and I don't want to talk too much about it because I talked about it in the last episode, but you can eat your apples fresh or we can also preserve them throughout the winter as well. So apple trees, we've got lots of success. Um, we've been talking about, you know, starting more seedlings and shipping them and mailing them. I don't know how that's going to work, so I can't make any guarantees, but it'd be cool to be able to get some, to start selling some little apple uh, trees there or seedlings. But we'll see how that goes. But we are planning on starting some more inside uh, in the uh, later winter here. We're going to be starting some out more apple trees inside. So that's exciting. Strawberries too. A good grow is here. Strawberries. We have two varieties of strawberries. We, I do not believe we stock them in the shop. But we grow a variety of strawberry that... Oh, I can't even remember how we acquired it, but it grows on, it was a variety that was native to um, BC. It grows, it grows on the Valemont side of uh, the mountains, but we acquired that variety of strawberry. And then we also have a more, um, the second variety also does very well, but it is a type of wild alpine variety of strawberry and it grows very tiny little strawberries and, um, the other variety from BC that we have is a more domesticated, so it's more your traditional strawberry you would see in the grocery store. But both grow very well. And they are in a northern, they're in our northern garden. They're actually in a shady patch. So it's a bit cooler, but they still grow very well. We get very big strawberry harvests from them. We tend to mulch our strawberries. We put straw on them and we also um, allow them to creep so we have a very big bed for our strawberries and we allow them to creep around that bed so we get a very big strawberry harvest they grow well here and our strawberries do grow in a shady northern part of our garden so 
they are pretty hardy and they come back year after year we do not replant them they they are um a self-sowing annual for us they come back so that's awesome and we love them and i would say we, we preserve a few strawberries over the winter but we tend to eat a lot of them fresh we tend to go out in the mornings pick the strawberries and pretty much by lunchtime they're gone because they're just so delicious to eat fresh for breakfast so we preserve a few strawberries but we tend to eat most of them fresh throughout the summer now the next one i really want to talk about i'm excited about and i just think it is so cool the story behind this particular berry is the goji berry and it's a really cool edmonton story um so edmonton is in alberta and there are um, people have success growing goji berries here. It grows in quite cool climates in China originally and Tibet. And it was basically brought over um, to Canada by Chinese market farm gardeners and farmers about a hundred years ago. And they've got they got it growing in Edmonton. And I believe it still grows in the River Valley. I believe you can go down to the River Valley in Edmonton and you can find goji berries growing there. But they got it established and growing here and they used to sell it at the market. And so we got some goji berries three years ago. Our oldest are three years. And we've been getting them to grow here, which is really exciting. Um, and I would never have bought or eaten a goji berry before until I started looking at fruit that can actually you know, is suited to our climate and can grow here. And so that's another change. I changed and adapted to fruits that can grow here. So goji berries are really cool. Um, and the story behind them is just interesting. It's still, we came across the story in the historical archives. And then that's when we decided to start growing goji to see if we could do it. We picked um, two varieties. We picked Shanghai Express and we also picked coal prairie goji shanghai express we did get harvests but it's quite meager we saved the seeds from it but it is not it does not do as well we don't tend to get as much fruit from it as our coal prairie goji so coal prairie goji especially if you're zone three is the better variety of goji berry to go for um and we tend to use that as well. So we use our goji berries, preserve them, and they also make goji berry wine. It's pretty good. So we make goji berry wine from that. I feel like there's a theme here and a lot of our fruit just ends up being turned into beer and wine, but it's good. It's all good. It saves you a lot of money. For, so we do enjoy our goji berries here and we have been growing cold prairie for the last three years and they are doing well. They are doing fantastic. So Go with that variety if you're in a cooler climate. And give it a try. It's a, And like I said, if you get a chance to go look up the story, it's a really interesting story. So I've also talked to other growers in the area too. And um, they also have... Uh, I talked to another grower I met who got their goji berry from... Um, one of their neighbors was an immigrant from China quite a, a, like, a long, long time ago. And... They bought it over with them uh, when they came to Canada and they started growing it in their garden in the city of Edmonton and they also, that person 
uh, gives out the roots as well of the goji berry for people to try growing it themselves. So it was kind of cool story. And um, like I said, it's also in the River Valley. Um, so if you get a chance to walk along and spot it, see if you can find it, definitely go take a look. Look at it there. And in an update, this year we are... Um, oh, I should also mention, sorry, I forgot one more berry. So sa a few more berries. Saskatoons and Hascaps also grow well here. So there's are other types of berries you can take a look at if you want to grow more fruit. So Saskatoon berries, Hascap berries, they grow quite well here and in abundance. So those are another really good fruit for jams too. And in terms of fruit as well, tomatoes in our southern garden, we get a lot, a lot of tomatoes, good harvests. And cucumbers as well in that southern garden as well. Or cucumbers do also if you have access to um, any greenhouse systems. They enjoy greenhouses. So those are some of the main types of fruits we grow and produce here. And we really, really enjoy growing fruits. So it's been really, really interesting. And like I said, um, raspberries grow in abundance in the wild here. So if you ever are into foraging, take a look at some raspberries. This year, we're also increasing our watermelon game. You can get watermelon to grow here. It just requires some uh, tweaking on your part, some more effort. So it's not like a, uh, like the berries I just mentioned that will likely do pretty well by themselves, provided they're in a happy little area they like. They will take care of themselves. You can grow watermelons. Um, it just, you have to do put in some maintenance, but we are investing in, we're going to be building 25 foot long beds. We have grown them before and they like to be in, um, but the most success you can get with them is if you put them in, they like hot, they like hot weather. So we are going to invest in small, um, poly hoop tunnels and put them along the beds and hopefully produce more watermelons than we have in the previous years um, and hopefully get a really abundant harvest from them. So you can grow watermelons in these in our climate, but you do you, they do prefer to be um, the best methods we have found and been researching is by growing them in beds and then having those beds covered by poly or hoop tunnels. And... Um, that just gives them a nice hot, gives them the heat they want, the heat they want to grow. Um, so we're really excited uh, to be changing up our watermelon game this year. So, and get some watermelons. So that will be really, really interesting. Of course, we'll keep you updated on things like this, things that are happening in the spring through our blog and our Instagram and our podcast. Let you know how some of our spring growing is going. Um, but if you have any questions about fruit or growing fruit or any varieties I mentioned, please shoot us an email at the northern at gmail.com. You can also locate us on Instagram at green.witch.seed.co or you can go to our blog and shop at greenwitchseed.ca. Thank you and I wish you a wonderful growing season.